You're listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. Alongside inspiring leaders, industry experts, healers, visionaries, and disruptors, we will explore alternative health and wisdom that expand our definition of self, as well as the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our bodies and minds. I'm your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you tuning in today. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you're keeping well and having a great start to your month. I decided to sit down and record this as I think I am due or overdue an update on all that's been going on on the podcast or lack thereof. And so I thought I'll start with that before I transition into a little segment, should I say, an excerpt of my first ever guest appearance on a podcast. I had the chance to appear on the Modern Soul Speaks podcast alongside Gemma, who's actually been a guest on the Lifetonic podcast, and this is how I got to connect with her. And I also got to connect with her co-host, Rachel, who is also amazing. She's got her own Instagram going called Renourish, and it was just so great to be their guest and to record with them. So... I'm going to share a little extract from our conversation. We talked about the astrological influences of 2021 and beyond, the big planetary alignments, how to work with these energies that are with us this year and in the aftermath of 2020. But even if you're not someone who's interested in particularly in astrology or in, you know, kind of the cosmos, should I say, there will still be some wisdom in there for you, I'm sure, because we dive into themes that are kind of relevant to us all now more than ever. So I hope you'll enjoy that. And I don't know about you, but the first few days so far of the month of February have felt like I shared also on Instagram, there's been so much scattered energy that has had me just absolutely unable to focus on one thing at a time. And this sort of occasional, I guess, related to the current situation that we're still in here in the UK where I am, we're still in a full on lockdown with no sight as to when it's going to end. And although I think I've, I guess, handled it in a very positive way for my growth, not so much the first lockdown, but the second lockdown, which sort of happened towards the tail end of last year. So October, November, I think... I now get the occasional frustration like everyone and there are days when I just get so angry like internally for no reason at the situation that I know so deeply in my heart I cannot control but I think I've managed to learn to snap out of it really quickly and to sort of keep to a routine has been really beneficial to have a routine like a workout routine but also work with the hours of the day managing the different loads of work that I have from my day job, but also the creative work that I do on the side and then the podcast. So, you know, when it's like something bubbling beneath the surface, like you can just feel that a big shift, like a big change, wave of change is coming and all this abundance. And I just feel it so deeply in my heart, but at the same time, get frustrated with myself. 
but I'll get back to that a little bit later and we'll understand why perhaps to some degree we can make sense of those feelings through kind of the energy we're working with at the moment. So part of the reason I press pause on releasing new episodes is because I really wanted to lean into that energy of change that I felt so deeply since, like I said, really the tail end of 2020. And coinciding with the lockdown back then, I decided I was going to get a head start on my goals for 2021. And I kind of got into this whole like, you know, plan of what I was going to do and tried to really stay focused, which is incredibly important for me and my personality type to have like a structure around what I do. So I turned a new leaf mentally on a mental level and I set this intention to that I was going to transform the podcast. And while I am not rebranding or renaming or anything like that, I did that already um, for the podcast relaunch after summer break last year. I wanted to spend just more time connecting with my listeners, with the growing community on Instagram and beyond to really plan content that isn't just what I think people want to hear, but that is actually aligned with what this podcast is intended for, which is to provide a message of inspiration and together to for us to explore tools of self-knowledge for anyone on their personal growth journey, because I am on one myself and everything I've just said just points to that is I'm on that journey with you. The thing is, when I create for you, I want you to know that I'm also creating for me because we're very much, and I think to some degree, the listeners that I've gotten to speak to on a more personal level, we're very much the same. And I think we want to hear the same things. We have the same questions. We have the same interests. And so really when I create for you, I create for me, for me too. And I have so much gratitude for that in my heart, for the conversations that I'm able to have on the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our body, mind, and spirit, which is my intro, for the amazing women that I've gone to interview and connect with that have let us into their world and shared their journey of stepping into their power in one way or another. And it just kind of reminded me that, you know, feeling that so deeply just kind of reminded me this time last year, I was starting out with the Lifetonic podcast with the intention to provide a space for empowerment and practicing intentional living. And I had no idea what the year was going to be about. And in my head, I thought, I really want to create a resource that's going to support anyone in times of transition. And that's exactly how it's felt. And it's felt so true and real and honest, just because that was my underlying intention for to create the podcast in the first place. And while this is very much still true, meaning I want to provide a space for empowerment and I want to keep having those amazing guests on, I took the time I think that I needed to take that idea to the next level, which is really where I want to be. And where do I want to expand from here? So to use this energy of expansion and kind of the, the new perspectives I've adopted and to pour, I really just want to pour all my attention into not just making an episode and releasing it, but bringing more value to each one of you. So if you're listening to this episode already, you can be sure that we are connected. And so I've decided 
I'm going to use this episode as an opportunity to share with you some of my plan on how to achieve this and essentially what's coming over the next few months. And I'm just beyond excited to do that. So I asked you, and this is kind of the the first thing I want to go into because I haven't spoken about this anywhere else, but on Instagram very briefly, I asked you via poll whether you'd be interested in a re-edition of the Mindful and Intentional Planner. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, I released a free downloadable resource during, I believe, what was very early um, lockdown in 2020. And the response was such an overwhelming yes. So I'm pleased to share that I've got a date for this free downloadable resource, the re-edition, so the 2.0. March 1st is when it will be available to everyone for download. And it will be available as before through the link in my bio on Instagram. If you want to be emailed when it comes out and just for me to drop a link to you on an email or a DM, you can let me know by connecting with me. And what's a plus is I'll be giving away three hard copies of the workbook via giveaway on my account, which will probably take place a little bit after the release date or there or thereabouts. And yeah, I'm really excited about that because I've had for the longest time this content in the back, like in my back, on my back burner and just putting things together and these worksheets and exercises and journal prompts kind of alongside my training work that I do and my courses and my other work that I do. And I just thought how, like, what's the format that I want to bring this to people? Do I want to put it on Instagram stories? Maybe not. It's not really approachable. It's not really something that you can work with. And I thought for the longest time, and then it hit me like, I already did this. (laughs) So I thought the best way was really to do a re-edition of the kind of format that the Mindful Intentional Planner was. And March 1st is, I think, a great time to start. And I'll explain why in the book and the resource itself, because March is sort of kind of a new year in a way. And we'll see why um, shortly. And it's just exciting. I'm really excited to update, upgrade, bring it to the next level and share it with you. So as a kind of second to that, I mentioned each episode for me really tells the story of my growth, of my expansion of my own knowledge, but also I think it's been so beneficial for so many different people on so many different levels. So I polled on Instagram on a few topics that I think would be interesting and see what you guys thought about it and whether you'd be interested in an episode on Ayurvedic living and herb and plant medicine and natural healing and all that kind of stuff after I mentioned that I'd been working with a naturopath. And I think although I've touched on this before, the aim here is really that I wanted to bring someone on who was an expert And you said, yeah, so that is coming at the beginning of March as well. I'm excited for my guest on this, who's an expert in all things adaptogens and herbs and plant medicine and things like that. So I think that's going to be a series, probably more than one episode. And as always, we cover all things metaphysical on here. So there will be plenty more of that. I have come across some beautiful souls in the space from 
tarot readers to experts on the power of the subconscious and each with such unique gifts and knowledge to share. And I just can't wait to delve into those themes with them and with you. So a lot of that is coming. I, for the longest time, was wondering whether to branch out into talking about career and sort of like jobs and professional success and things like that. And I think, although that's not really the aim of this podcast quite, I think it's an essential part of a journey that we're all to some degree going through at the moment. And I think with a lot of people kind of having a reorientation of their professional life, of their career, perhaps in the aftermath of 2020 and maybe rethinking, reskilling, trying to learn new things, I think it will be interesting to also bring a career kind of slash professional segment to the podcast. So I think that will be a sort of couple of episodes where I'll talk to different experts on kind of their experience. And I already have some of the content for that. I spoke to somebody who knows all about freelancing and thriving as a freelance professional. And I think that's the kind of advice that I would like to bring and the kind of format that I'd like to bring it, which can add value to different people, maybe of different backgrounds and probably also open up the podcast to a different audience. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah. So that's pretty much the highlights of what's coming. And of course, a lot more structure, I think, in the content. The episodes of the podcast will be from now on released every other Thursday. So let's move on to what this episode is really about because let's be honest you're probably here to hear about 2021 and the influences and what's ahead and you'll feel it this month is there's not going to be any more snoozing we're not snoozing change anymore we're ready to ascend to the next level we're ready to bring things to the next level hence why I started this episode by saying that I'm ready to bring this podcast to the next level with the ideas that I've developed over this time of kind of putting my head down and actually doing the work for myself, but also creatively. You know, we are in for some awakenings. There's never any awakening that happens without resistance. So yeah, without too much spoiling and talking about what I'm about to feature, I'll feature the segment from my guest appearance on the Modern Soul Speaks podcast, where we go into a bit more depth into the key dates of February through to December 2021, with particular focus on the first half of the year and the energies we'll be working with this year, but also the energies that we will kind of be influenced by until 2030. So like that's the next big decade that you want to really get your notepads out and just write stuff down as it comes. I know the girls did it when we recorded. Now more than ever, cosmic interpretation and just awakening that intuitive interpretation of not just in astrology and astrological sort of terms, but in general, interpreting our environment and using tools like that to make sense of our environment and of our society are just tools that bring unity and what are quite divisive times. And I think it's this alternative wisdom that ultimately allows us to expand our definition of self to connect with others. And I just felt so honored to be able to share a passion for understanding 
the language of the stars. It's part of it's a part of me that for a while was dormant, but that brought tremendous empowerment in my life. And I'm just so grateful that I can resonate with you and be part of your awakening. So you can listen to the full episode via the link in the show notes via my Instagram where I featured other excerpts and make sure you pay Modern Soul Speaks podcast a visit too because they've got some amazing themes they cover on their podcast as well. Now, on to my interview with Gemma and Rachel. Enjoy. Looking at February, which is again very interesting for all Aquarians, but all of us really is we will have four planets in Aquarius, which earlier I mentioned forms um, something known as the stellium. When you have more than four planets, and this is also in your personal chart. So any four planets in any one house is a stellium and any four planets in any one sign is also a stellium. But on a general level, these planets in Aquarius will be driving innovation and revolution and this sense of community and I think on a personal level connecting with inner healer and Gemma you and I have talked about intuition a lot but growing intuition and if we think about like if we were to go a little bit deeper into this woo-woo element what is this air element that is dominating if you think about it even the virus the element of the virus is air right? So it is, is like something, something of a pattern. And I think for a lot of people, the, uh, because it is quite a big statement, obviously to say, but I mentioned this, this conjunction, you know, that was in the air sign of Aquarius and we entered the Aquarius season on the 19th of January. Air brings us these qualities of transformation, of spiritual knowing, of lightness, of change. And it moves us out of this complacency and heaviness and into oneness if you will you could read that as independence but also self-development self-knowledge and yeah in many regards air is the element of the coronavirus but it's almost driving in this occasion I think or I like to think this soul reconnection for so many people the growing self-awareness and the ability that we've had to take back the power on the things that really, really matter to us. And to reevaluate, I think, to to a very, very deep degree, what health and well-being mean to us on so many levels. And first turning to ourselves and our body and not looking for quick fixes, be it, you know, mental health or or, um, physical health for that matter. And just looking within and yeah and not running away from things and I think for a lot of people and we mentioned this earlier it's also reevaluating your lifestyle how is that affecting you on a on all those levels so with the four planets in Aquarius in February it's this inner healer that is coming to the forefront um, really helping us listen to our intuition there's a big play of own mind versus collective and it's, it can be quite a difficult balance to navigate because we have a very p- uh, present um, Uranus, which um, is going to be actually squaring Saturn on around February 17th. And whenever Uranus is involved, it's kind of this energy that adds a layer of unpredictability and shocks and surprises and major wake-up calls. So 
how do I interpret this? I think we will have a difficult time balancing the opposition that is being created in society. So if you think about it now, there's a very big kind of divide almost on so many, so many subjects. It's you've got people that are for this against that rooting for one thing versus another mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine, you know, all those things that are part of our everyday. And I think we'll see a lot of this kind of pull between those wanting freedom and change and at the same time boundaries and restrictions and we could see I think a lot of restlessness and rebellion and hopefully I think further down the line a complete overhaul of society and systems but there will definitely be a very heavy push and pull dynamic between between these well the very dynamics of society and it is an alignment the saturn square uranus is an alignment that will form again in june 14th on june 14th and on in december december 24th so yeah and uh finally for for february we've got on february 27th so about 10 days later from this square a full moon in virgo which hopefully restores a little bit of this meticulousness and order, if you will. Virgo is the most meticulous and organized of all 12 signs. And it will be highlighted right at the end of February, giving you that kind of end of winter boost, if you will, to really get your things in order, to refine your progress. Hopefully by then a lot, of, a lot more clarity will be restored to review your plans and honor them with action. So if you think about all that we've said now, so between January, where we are today, and end of February, it's really a time to sit back, sit back with yourself, explore those themes, explore the ideas that you really want to take forward. What does your long-term vision look like? Look at the collective. Where is your role in that collective? How are you stepping in into your purpose to you know, show up for, for what's coming. And to celebrate all that, we get this beautiful full moon in Virgo. And then in March, around March 20th, the equinox, which marks the mm -hmm. astrological new year. So we've got, that means the sun is, has gone full circle and it's moving again into Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac. And that's when I think, and I've sort of shared this opinion with a few other people. We'll really start to see what this year is really about. And we've got a lot of this kind of caring, nurturing energy of brighter days ahead, if you will, after a really long winter. And Yay. I think, yeah. And I think we've got, again, a very beautiful full moon on March 28th, this time in Libra. And I mentioned earlier, Libra is really a sign of all things refined and sociable and beauty and aesthetics and self-care and self-love and I think that's something that's going to be illuminated for all. It's interesting to see that the theme of this sort of major shift, this collective change, has actually been building way, way longer than 2009. I actually 
happened to look back to the turn of the millennium, so 1999 and the year 2000, which had some of the major astrological shifts that we saw play out in 2020, almost like a repeat. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so like a repeat, but also a bit of a, a bit of a do-over, if you will. So it's it's interesting if you put it into context since the turn of the millennium, we welcomed so much change in the world, right? So, so much progress in every fabric of society. And the driving force for that was outwards, so directed outwards. And our attention sort of focused on the expansion that makes up the lives that we lead today. Like if you were to look at technology, companies, I mean, technology being the driver here, but where we are today. So the first step of this awakening that we're talking about here in 2020 can be considered Maybe we had an invitation to look inwards instead. And what does that look like? And where does that leave us, you know, on a collective and personal level? So really here, what we're going to talk about today is how do we welcome this opening to ascend with humanity to the next level, right? What does the next level look like? And obviously it was kicked off by this Jupiter-Saturn alignment, uh, the age of Aquarius, this massive, massive shift. But what can we expect? So I think 2021 is a year where innovation will be the new institution. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I think we'll see an increasingly large number of people and even companies prioritizing visions over profits, maybe, maybe not this year, maybe over the next 10 years, and a world where global collaboration and innovation will be sort of catalyzed into reality, because I think we've been getting ready for this for a really long time. And last year was kind of like a stepping stone, if you will, in terms of what we could do and how we could expand beyond what we knew as the familiar environment to some degree. So I think we can expect change in what concerns structures and governance, reimagining of traditional governments with greater importance placed on the self and small communities, actually driving change through the smaller structures instead and education and work. That's a big one. I mean, this one speaks for itself. We are already seeing and will continue to see a shifting landscape of home-based learning. We talked about it just before we started recording and elevating the knowledge and experience, maybe reskilling. I think, you know, learning new skills, that's something that a lot of people are having to go through right now. But over the next year and beyond, we will welcome this almost deeper understanding that traditional education may not be for everyone, but learning is. And you can learn from the comfort of your own home, wherever you are. So one thing's for sure, I think as we head into 2021, the message is don't get too comfortable. I said in the beginning with these recent planetary shifts of Jupiter, Saturn moving into Aquarius, actually the sun is entering Aquarius in about two days time on the 19th. The eclipse season, which was very intense in December, I mean, the tail end of 2020, we're still feeling that energy of change. And I think most of us are feeling this shift towards something different, even if we're not quite sure who, what, where we feel 
maybe a little bit like cogs in this machine. And that's very much the age of Aquarius energy that I referred to earlier. So to put this into a bit more context, let's look at some of the key transits, I think, and lunar events that we can work with. Because increasingly through... Gemma's got a question. <laughs> okay, back to basics. What's a transit? So transit is, it's just the word that I use to describe basically the planetary moves. Okay, brilliant. So when you talk about the age of Aquarius or the age of anything, what does that actually mean? So how long is an age of Aquarius or an age of Capricorn? Okay, so it will depend. So in this in this case where we talked about Saturn and Jupiter, Jupiter uh, will transit in Aquarius. So this influence will be, it's it spends basically 12 months in the sign. So it will be until about December 29th of this year. And Saturn, which is a very slow mover, will remain in Aquarius until 2023. So what we mean by that is this trigger was really the alignment of the two planets and the amount of time they're spending in Aquarius is how long we're actually feeling this influence for. And to some degree, we talk about age. I mean, that's just one way of saying it, but it's the same with when we look at eclipses. You know, we've got full moons, new moons, different moon phases, and then eclipses, which we had actually six of last year. This year, we only have four. And the eclipse versus a moon that is happening in, say, your Capricorn, your Pisces, is an energy that is much longer lasting, meaning that for that duration of time, you're going to feel the influence of that sign, of that energy affecting, and then we'll see how you know it's going to affect each one personally, how you can find out what it affects for you for a much longer period of time. So does that answer your question? Yeah, that's really Thank helpful. You. Thank you. So when I say age of Aquarius, I think it's just the gravitas of <laughs> of what it represents uh, because it is a major, major shift for the world and something that is going to be with us for quite a long time. It's almost like someone's played like a tape and they've pressed play, if you will. And so now we're looking at what's unfolding. So I think... In 2020, and I I don't know if you both feel the same, I've spoken to so many people that actually started to look at the moon for guidance and sort of feel that connection with the moon. And does that make sense of the emotions that I'm feeling? And what do these planetary shifts mean? And why I think we're going to talk about the moon now as well is as we follow the moon swelling to fullness and then disappearing again. So we just went through a a new moon a few days ago. Uh, So do our feelings. And I think the full moon, sometimes you see people saying, Oh, I feel so weird at the moment. Like what's going on this weird energy. What's, what's it about? And sometimes you can make sense of it by just looking at what the area is that is being illuminated by the moon in its particular phase, what is, you know, calling for perhaps emotional release. I said about eclipses, we have four this year. They're a great time for closure. And anecdotally, they represent a closing of one door and opening of another. So we're going to look at these eclipses as well. A way to think about 
2020 and you know even what's the aftermath now is if we don't get if we aren't getting what we want we're actually getting what we need we always get what we need the universe will always get us what we need even if we don't like it even if we don't see it at the time so I think it's almost an opening to think you know I've had to rethink so many areas of our of my life of where I want to be and perhaps that's cutting loose what you once thought was your reality and there's that element of yeah just just moving beyond and I think the next round of eclipses which we just talked about happening on this um, Gemini Sagittarius axis and on the Taurus Scorpio axis is shifting the landscape is shifting the global economic policies. Um, it's bringing this new wave that we, I guess, a lot of astrologers had predicted for several years now, the kind of internet of the economy, which will be fully born this year. So I think a lot of people then come with questions asking, is it a favorable year to start a business? Absolutely. I think 2021 is an amazing year to start an online business, to use those resources that are available now more than ever to further your vision. And yeah, above all, I think to listen to that inner voice more, to trust your superpower that we all have, that we can all cultivate. Um, and yeah. Oh, Joanna, that's so interesting. Thank that's you. Amazing. Can I just, um, for what I got from that, tell me if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm misunderstanding. But I feel like you were saying 2020 um, via the virus, putting us in the situations it put us in, um, broke certain things. Like you said, potentially relationships, careers, um, disjointed. It did all these things to kind of throw things up in the air, but in a greater aspect or a, um, in like a divine way was taking away from us potentially what isn't serving is always in the direction that we should be going. Like there's a greater direction for the people this is maybe happening to. And then 2021, by the end of it, for many of those people, we can't guess, like guarantee everybody, but for many, they'll start to see where their life direction could be going. The path could start to open up by then, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the big trigger being this sort of equinox and the 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 big conjunction first of all that happened in 2020 this this was kind of our if you will like a clash and we've got another clash today the jupiter uranus um clash and now we're getting into you put it very well that i think when things are happening to us in our lives sometimes it feels like it's the end of the world as well like Oh, this, you know, I think that's one neg negative, obviously, what was happening in, in the past year, but in a more positive way to kind of make sense of it all, it feels like it's the end of the world of your, of what you know, but it is an opening to something much greater. So as we arrive into, and I started the conversation with this, we arrived at the end of 2020 thinking, you know, feeling hopeful, feeling excited for the future. And I think that's something that we should not forget that even if things are being taken away from us to some degree, there is an opening to be had elsewhere. If you just look within and look a bit more closely and these clashes are 
really intensifying the wake up call that we're all going to have. If you haven't had it already, you're going to have it. And the shake up that you've been needing and just kind of like waiting for a sign, like what's my sign? What's my sign? This is your sign. It's look at what's happened. You know, if you haven't used this time to work on yourself, to work on what you want to prioritize on restructuring your life, I think it's it's happening. I mean, it's kind of what I refer to as a paradigm shift. Everything around us is shifting and will continue to shift. So over the next year and decade, and as we stepped into 2021, I think a lot of us will feel that the traditional way of just going about things and dry, you know, going with the flow just isn't going to cut it. I think a lot of people are feeling this deeper, like inner nibble to awaken, to kind of get things going. And this is why we also have this frustration brought about by some of the planets that we mentioned, this kind of restrictive um, Saturn, et cetera, and setting ourselves longer term goals. Absolutely. A hundred percent is supported at the moment, how we'd like to evolve in this new landscape and this new world. And in the theme of self-knowledge, I think reconnecting with yourself you may want to remember and maybe even spend time with yourself answering the big questions like, what was I brought into this lifetime for? What really sets my soul on fire? What skills and passions did I grow out of? Because that's what, you know, my reality was at the time. Because, I mean, if you have to think about it from a sort of law of attraction perspective, even if you're somebody who believes in the law of attraction, what were you, I think that's a really interesting exercise that I've done with a few people is think about before the pandemic. So even when you and I met in January, February, what was one thing that you were asking for before? You know, what was one thing that you wanted more of? The answer is like nine times out of 10, more fam- more family time or more time to be at home or more time to spend with my children work less hours, more hours. I don't know, change the way I work, work from yeah, a different country. I, that would have been my answers. Exactly. Or get a new yeah. hobby or more meaningful work to do. And I think ultimately the underlying idea is to feel part of something bigger. And yeah. the reason I mentioned those sort of redirects that we get the most of, which is, you know, the breakups and the job loss. And obviously it is horrible what's happening. It is affecting all of us. It may not be obvious at the moment and the time in that moment, what what that means for you, but it's kind of this distorted lens of emotion that sometimes can conceal the wisdom that then reveals itself. But in time, you kind of see the opportunity, if that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's very much going to be in hindsight thing, isn't it? Looking back 10 years time, because I'm sure there's a lot of people at the moment who are just in the emotion, in the fear, which is natural. But hopefully down the line, they'll look back and be like, wow, what a gift. The fact that this has just completely changed my life. But like you said, for the better. Yeah, I think it's a perspective shift, right? Because obviously we all have days with and days without. And trust me, there's days when I've woken up and I feel yeah. on top of the world and I'm super happy with my current reality. But there's days when it's just really, really tough. And I like to remember that from conflict comes growth and we're all into this powerful time of much, much needed change in the world. If it's not just on a personal level, it's on a global level. 
and 2020 was really kind of stirring the pot on all these things and the bigger bigger theme and we looked at this today and talked about it extensively is the shift in collective consciousness from which we will all come out changed for the better i hope our values that will collectively change the who what that we consider important that's all shifting and on a much bigger scale the paradigm shift that I'm talking about over the last year and this year is just the dismantling of these imbalances that have been brewing for quite a few years now, the inner and outer, the hierarchical systems in the world, if you will. And yeah, it's a it's a time to draw a line under those concepts so we can begin anew. <laughs> so there's an awful lot of hope in 2021. Yeah. An exciting change by the sounds of it as well. Yeah, I think we're ready to move on. I think um, it does feel a little bit erratic because, like I said, a lot of us arrived at the end of the year hoping that this will be new, like magically everything will just go back to normal. But a, a really big thing that I like to say is as we, and I've seen a lot, a lot of really beautiful quotes on this is as you rush to go back to normal, what is it that you want to take with you? And what is it that you're leaving behind? And what does your new normal look like? Because it's not going to be the old normal. That's just not going to yeah. It's not gonna happen. That's so true. We're very quick to want normal again. It's going to be a different normal, isn't it? I think that's sort of the the, the collective ego mind. We, we find comfort in what we're used to. True. That can be... That's why negative news have so heavily dominated all of our lives. Because